We always have a blast chatting with our guests about all sorts of different topics, but sometimes we go off the rails and dig deeper into their automotive and motorsports pasts. As a bonus, let's go behind the scenes with this pit stop minisode for some extra content that didn't quite fit in the main episode. Sit back, enjoy, and remember to like, subscribe, and support BrakeFix on Patreon. Where do I'm I find you? I'm totally it. buying it. You're killing this, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the new Camry is awesome. <laughs> the new Camry is like, I think that car, it, the shape, the, the way it looks. I mean, you can edit this out, please, but it's <laughs> the, the car is awesome. And it used to be like, oh, look, that's your grocery getter Camry. And they're fast. So when we were there, Trilers and the club racers ran at the same time of the same group. Does that still exist? Oh, thank God. No, no. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> yeah, that was the Blue Extreme. Is that what yes. that was, Corey? That, that, was yeah. group I, that was a group I was in. And it was, yeah. it was funny, just as, a, just as a sidebar. I forget where we were. I think it was Summit Point. And because we were all locals and we knew Summit like the back of our hand, they gave us half a track. And within half the track, we caught the club racers and then they were pissed because they were like, what is going on? You guys are, we're like, you're in our way. We're not in your way. Like get out, move. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So I'm I'm glad that's changed. That was really, really awkward. So. Yeah. It was. And I I never, I I was on the board when they decided to, to do that. Yeah. I was never a fan. You know, I, I told them you have race cars on track. If you want to just make it free passing, make it free, you know, make it free passing, just have the safety stuff in the car. It was not ideal for sure. Um, (laughs) Nobody liked it. Yeah, it didn't really work. It was like, it was just awkward. I mean, on some tracks it didn't matter, but something like Shenandoah, oh my God, it's like, yeah. It was a mess. I just wanted to bring it up because I've been kind of thinking about it, remembering back. All right. So I'm going to have an off the record moment here. Okay. So when we ran with you guys in 18, the classing, I don't know. I know it's different now and I hope it's different, but the jokes are unending about the way things were classed before, because you could have like a V8 swap Miata ST7. Well, it's Miata. It doesn't matter. Right. Or you could do it because he was running five inch skinnies, but he had 400 yeah. horsepower. And it was like, they were playing all these games. And the, my favorite, my absolute favorite, there was this guy, I think he still runs with you guys. He had a civic, an older civic with a swap motor from like a later, like TSX or something like that, like a K swap. And we're like, you just doubled and a half your horsepower. Oh, but at the motor stock, like, wait, so you'd be yep. like ST5 and you're like, come get out of here, right? It's like, get, get out of here. Was it and blue? It was white, but that, that's beside the point. I only know because it was competing against him and it pissed me off. Oh, I know but- who that is. <laughs> <laughs> but was, Chris, it a, was it a, it's either Chris or, or the hatchback. Um, it's got a motor swap, but he's ballistically quick. And I'm like, this car doesn't belong in, in ST5. Like, get out of here. That's Steven. The, the Hondas are impossible. They are impossible. They are the bane of my existence. Well, the other thing is they're doing they're doing the autocross thing where they're running 13 inch wheels, which are smaller than stock, but they're 255s. You're like, get get, get out of here, right? Like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah, and you look inside the car, and there is absolutely nothing in there. Like, you're surprised there's even a floorboard 
left in it. Right, exactly. They got a K swap. You know it's got cams because you can hear it while it's yep. running. Uh, ST5, like, ST5 is good. It's like, yeah. What? Yeah, so, but this is so, this is where power to weight comes in because yeah, but if you're not if you're not dyno testing, it's impossible. NASA at least dyno tests, so you have to prove your numbers and you have to prove your weight. But if you so guys are going based on a stock car, I mean, for me, but, I'm at an advantage with a GTI. I've gutted the damn thing and I've lost 400 pounds, but it would come in at 200 horse at 3,000 pounds, which puts me in ST5. Great, but I don't weigh that anymore, and I'm running Hoosiers. I mean, shit. Come yeah, on. but this so is where, have, but this is where points come in. Points for yeah. right, but here, all right. So I'm gonna I, wait. And you would have exception points for the weight reduction. Hold on, hold yep. on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. My tires, because I remember this. This, this, I laughed at this. Every time I'd show up, I run R6s and R7s now, right? I run R7s now. Hoosier, we all know this to be true. And the rule book back then for Emra said, as long as the tire size was stock, I could run any tire I wanted. But 225-4017 is stock on a Volkswagen. It's stock on a BMW. It's stock on an NC Miata. Except when you measure the damn thing, it's 40 treadwear and it's actually a 255 because that's how they cheat with Hoosiers. So by the rules, I was legal with the tire I had because it was the stock and size. Advanced. Right. Because that's what's printed on the sidewall, yeah. but that's not the actual tire. So unless you're measuring the tires, again, it's like all this back and forth. And I, I get so, you guys, it's impossible to class cars, but it's like some of these things just like blow my mind. Right? Yes. So, so the way, the way it reads now is actually wheel size now. So it's factory wheel size. So if you want to throw a wider than, than stock tire, you can do that, but your wheel size has to remain. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yes. All right. But your, your 40 tread wears are two, two exception points. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them, but let me ask you this question. Yes. On a vehicle, like the generation older than the one behind Brad's GTI, right? There yep. were different wheel packages from the factory. You had sevens, seven and a halfs, and eights, and you had them in 17 and in 18. I run a 17 by eight, which is a factory option wheel yeah. size, but I'm running a team dynamic. So I still fit the rule, right? So it depends. Is it a, so I run a Cadillac ATS-V. So right. the, the regular ATS is a 18 by eight. The ATS-V is an 18 by nine. I'm right. not allowed to run the 18 by nine on an ATS because it's, it's a, it's considered a model change going from an ATS to an ATS-V, not, not an option. So there's a difference between an option and, and, uh, yeah, and like well, a... Well, so in the yeah. Volkswagen world, it's a trim option. Oh, you wanted the bigger wheels? They're an extra $1,000 right. and you could get the bigger wheels. They were an option you could run that was them. available. You could run them. So but that's, that's part what I'm of the saying. game you mentioned before. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but for me, was... so like, so here, here's my whole deal. So I run an ATS-V. And my problem is on the ATS-V, it's a 4,000 pound car with 255s up front. Right. So I run a 265 Yoko, which is really a 275, which is right. way too, way too wide for the, for the wheels. So I'm rolling over on them constantly, but there's no exception points there, but I have one way, excuse me, two way adjustable dampers, uh, excuse me, one way adjustable damper. That's an exception point. And if I gut and cage it, that's another exception point. That's it. I can't do anything else to that car if I want to ma maintain so my class. So what class do you run in? I'm curious. I'm, I'm in ST3 because I'm, I'm like 10 and change uh, horsepower to, to weight. So, wow. 
Yeah. So my next season, I'm pulling out my adjustable dampers. I'm going to put in my stock dampers, go with wider than factory wheels with a gut and change. That's my same two points. You guys, you have a really hard job of keeping track of all this stuff. Oh, my God. Well, so listen to this. You have magnetic dampers in the Audis and and the Cadillac, and you can buy a controller for those. And these controllers are so advanced, you can tell the shock to act a certain way depending on the yaw sensor of the fucking car and the angle of the steering wheel. That's considered nice. three-way adjustable? That's I guess the un- class job? That is unbelievable. That's Gran Turismo video game yeah. bullshit. And you could just, hey, you got $350, you can have that too. Yeah, and then so, there's the guys that take awesome. all that. They, there's awesome. the guys that take all that, throw them in the trash and put coilovers on, right? So it's like, where, where do you go with that, right? Yeah. So, But one crazy. of the things that we're running into this season is we're taking that Honda Civic now. And perfect example, we, we met this guy that came over from SCCA time trials. And we're having dinner with him the night before. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. He's like, yeah, my car is basically stock. We're like, great, you're ST3. He pulls up to, we, we have a calculator online now. It's, it's in beta, but it's an exception calculator. We said, hey, you know, fill this out. Tell us tomorrow morning. He pulls up the tech. He's like, yeah, I have, I have 23 exception points. We're like, <laughs> what? Your car is basically <laughs> stock with 23 stock. exception points? So he's really STGT. We, we were easy on him and bumped him from ST3 to ST1. And he's competitive in ST1. But like those Honda guys now, they pull up. Yes, we don't have a dyno sheet. We don't have a scale sheet. But we know your base class is, is SD5. You're gutted. That's a point. We see your weight reduction. Every 100 pounds is a point. You're running wider than factory wheels. That's a point. You're running you know, upgraded brakes or a big brake kit. That's another point. All of a sudden, they're in SD2, SD1 now. So what's happening, though, is we're getting guys that pull up, and they're saying, like, I have 25 exception points. So now all of a sudden, the STGT class, is like filling up because of all these Honda guys and these guys that are yeah. tuning and and the so, Subarus, the, tur- the anything Subarus, that's a right. turbo. So so we're what? trying to police, and the harder, the more we police, the more we're bumping well, people. I'm I'm with you because all of the fourth gen Volkswagens were in ST7 to start with, which was awesome. And then it's like, well, I bought my way up to ST5, and I was I was competitive there. The problem was the guys with the with the Honda swaps, and I'm like you don't belong here. I mean, the times themselves said it, which actually gets me to a great kind of segue just on this topic that we're having, this discussion we're having right now, which is why not go packs like SCCA does to say your time then shifts your class, right? If you're blowing, if you're blowing out your bracket, let's call it, let's call the ST class as a bracket. If you're blowing out your bracket, then you move up. So what we're looking at, yeah, I was going to say, we have there there has to be the right sample size of times and that is actually one of the things that we use to create the new rule book yeah and in addition to that you know we don't have dyno sheets we don't have scales but we do have a solo two that we can jump in your car and based on your that's what i was gonna say based on your your acceleration we can tell your power to weight ratio from the solo two so we yeah. have we have the solo, and we have been bringing scales to the track. We have not scaled anybody just yet, but the scales are there at the track. And you know, if you're going outside what you're claiming, you're gonna have the solo two in the car, 
we're going to monitor your times and say, hey, you ran three seconds slower than you ran before. You know, what's up with that? We want sandbagging. To, sandbagging. Yeah, no, no sandbagging. So, you know, and now, hey, you come in with the solo and you roll up on the scales and we say, oh, yeah, there's have, no, there's no, now. there's no tricking 10 gigahertz GPS like that's, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you, you put that in the car, you run a similar lap and we can tell your power to weight ratio just from that. So, so, I mean, and if you do get scaled, are you requiring people to do like SCCA and put the weight on the side of the car? No, we your class crossed- has to be on the side of the car. Okay. It doesn't, it, it doesn't even have to be, we recommend it. No, just I'm just to, thinking like, if you do get scaled, that way you don't get scaled again. But if you're out of bounds from what your posted weight is, then you would be penalized for that. Right. If you kind of, that's how SCCA does it really. Yeah. Like they have their minimum acceptable weight. You can be over it, but you can't go below a certain number or whatever it is per car. Mark two GTI can't be lower than like 2,200 pounds or something, whatever it is, you know, we're trying to simplify. And again, that's why we put the calculator online. You know, again, power to weight. Like if, if your car is not listed in the list of pre-populated base classes, we basically say you take your horsepower, uh, multiply it by 0.8, average drivetrain loss, even though it's a little more than, than average, put that against curb weight of the car. I mean, you can figure out your base weight from there. So we have those brackets listed in the rule book. And then on top of that, we have a checklist and you go down that list of any mods that you do to the car, you get to the bottom of the list and, and your class is shown. And you can also submit that. So we get it on our side and we can attach that to the tech sheet. Because actually this is a good debate because it has come up before about running with Emra. And we had like guys in a, you know, basically a brand new focus RS and all he had was a tune. And he's like, I'm an ST2. How the hell did that happen? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Right. That's an ST3 car with a tune. (laughs) That that should be an, because a tune on, on a, that's, is that a turbo car? Yes. Yeah, it's, the, yeah, it's so a that's similar car to the uh, the Civic Type R. Yeah. Like, so I that's a base class of an SP3. It's a similar platform. I think the yeah. Focus is way cooler, but you know, <laughs> that's just me. That's just me personally, and I'm not even a Ford fan. <laughs> if Emra was mine to call, and I know Corey disagrees with this, I would say that we need to take basically like a pivot point. So, like for me, I have a stock car that I'm doing one or two upgrades to, I want to be competitive in ST3. I have a full interior. I have coilovers on my car. That's it. You know, yes, I have bars and links, but to put me against a prepped race car with a similar power to weight ratio, I will be blown away. So what I think we need to do is we need to have two separate sets of classing, your street stock class, which is your me And then you have your race car, your time attack class, which are the guys that are pulling up in a similar car to myself, but have 25 mods that are exception points. Yeah, that that would be to your, what you kind of alluded to earlier, which would be street touring ST, like the ST classes you have now versus improved touring an IT class like SCCA has, where they have, you know, ITA through U or whatever it is. So I could see that a stock Honda Civic Type R versus a completely gutted Honda Civic Type R, they would be an ST versus IT. Let's just call them that as an example. We know then, then when you're in this IT or whatever we call it class, there's expected things like yep. an R7. There's a wider than factory wheel. There's going to be gutted. It's going to be caged. It's going to have things that a stock touring car is not going to have. And so maybe it's expected a requir- and you're maybe not going to re- class jump yeah. for it. And maybe a requirement for that IT class is to be scaled. 
Like we need to know exactly what you weigh. We need to know, yeah. you know, provide us a dyno sheet that's current or something like that. So we need to know your power because we, we, when you get up to that level, you don't want to be misclassed because now you're fighting for third place because you're in the wrong class, right? You've got yeah. no, you've got no choice. So that was the way I kind of looked at it because my cars would be in an IT class, right? They're dedicated hill climb time trials cars go running against a pedestrian, we'll call it that, it, it doesn't work. So yeah. you put a 911 that's suddenly in ST5 and it's like, well, it doesn't all gel. So having that separation that you're kind of painting a picture there of makes total sense. And then it makes it more fair. Like, hey, I, I can't compete with that guy with the Honda with the motor swap. It, it, it makes sense that we're together and not with the dude with the 911 turbo from 10 years ago or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a difficult thing because the cars are ever evolving and you just watch a, a Honda Civic run a 58 at Lime Rock and you're like, that is not an ST4 car. Yeah, no joke, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But that's the other thing. It's like you have to class the car, not the driver as well. Yeah. You know, and, and some and drivers are, are really good and they appear to be going faster than their car really kind of says they should be doing. But yeah, experience and risk, right, is, is part yep. of that equation. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say also, you know, that's what I don't like about SCCAs is, is the brackets where, hey, I'm, I'm getting faster and faster. I'm becoming more competitive. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to bump into a different class in the same car. Right. I think class the car, and now it's a driver skill difference. You're competing with other people in very similarly classed vehicles. And now your skill set is what separates you. And it does away with sandbagging because it's the same problem you have in drag racing. Because if you sandbag to stay in your bracket, then you're just going to yeah. sit there. But in this case, the car is class, do your best versus I'm just going to hold myself in this bubble. And I know I can do a, a 62 at Lime Rock. I'm going to do a 62 all day long. When in reality, the car can probably do a 58, like you're saying, yeah. right? So just yeah. to stay on that bubble, to stay in that bracket. So right. you're right. They're, they're very different systems. They're classed very differently. Obviously, SCCA's GCR is as long as our arms. You can read it from here until next month. And there's classes for every little nitnoid variant of every car, but... I think the way you guys are going about it is right. But I think in the future for folks that are listening to this as part of the pit stop, this debate rages on. It doesn't matter if it's drag racing, if it's autocross, if it's time trials and club racing is how do you class cars? And, and to Corey's point, they're changing every day, especially when yeah. you bring EVs and hybrids into the equation now, oh, God. cars where they basically got the Kerr system, like in formula one, you know, all that kind yeah. of crazy stuff, it, it becomes nutty. So I think you guys are on the right track. And if you do venture down this path, of a split class, like an ST versus an IT, I think you're going to see a lot of really happy people. And I'm, I'm making a gross generalization here, but I know it definitely resonates with me and Brad and a lot of other folks on our side of this conversation that, yeah, that you guys are right on the right path with that. So very cool. Yeah. Corey Switching. doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Only because it complicates things. There has to be a set way to define he just doesn't race. want to buy more trophies. I I see. I know what he's going after here. I gotta have double the trophies now. I gotta have an ST five and an IT five. What is this? <laughs> you get a log it, book. Who gets a log book? Interesting. Interesting enough, tires? though. When we were talking to Mario, um, Mario's a data guy, and he he's the one that really helped us get the, yeah. the rule book back together. Um, Which I'm, what, I'm pretty happy with. I think the rule book is yeah. is has proved it's it's working. 
so yeah. far this year. Yeah, he, he did a fantastic job. And one of the things that he mentioned was the split between classes, if I remember correctly, was about, uh, was it 20%? There was a percentage. So what he did was he took, you know, you, you go back into, into um, you know, the previous results and he looked at results over like the last seven years. And what he did was he averaged each class result at every track. And what he found was there was a percentage difference you know, between each of these classes. So maybe we take the ST and the IT and there's a shift there. You know, let's take the average over the last three years from these IT classes and these ST classes. Maybe there is one award because an ST class and an IT5, you know, ST3 and IT5 are that same average. Are the same so maybe class, at the yeah. end. Of, yeah. So maybe that's the crossover class internally. And at the end of the day, that's the crossover and, and bam, there's your trophy for that. You know, those two brackets. Interesting. Um, now that's thinking out loud. Here. I like that. Thinking out no, loud. I here. like that a lot. Yeah, because there is a shift there. Because it's a it's there's a power to wait still, but mm-hmm. then there's that level of preparation, that race versus street preparation. Yeah, I like it. Interesting. Yeah. Lots, See, we're lots, brainstorming lots here. It's all coming that's in. The twenty <laughs> the twenty two season is going to be amazing for Emma, right? So get this class in all straight now. <laughs> lots that's of right. beers in the off season. That's right. Hashtag rebuilding year. It'll be pretty. It's like, it's like the Washington <laughs> yeah. football team, right? <clears throat> Redskins. What? <laughs> Redskins. <laughs> all right. So kind of right. switching switching back. Running the endurance races again. We're trying to. It's a sore. It's a sore subject for me unfortunately because it was something that i fought hard for with the club but the interest for it just it waned so much Mm -hmm. that uh it was hard for anyone else to justify and you know one voice i was gonna say the cost of consumables alone has has increased dramatically yeah and you know the one voice calling out for it (laughs) wasn't wasn't quite enough, you know. Nobody wants to see one car driving around the track for four hours. So, but it was fun, and it was a—it's uh, a great memory that I have. And we've talked about and discussed what we could do for the the legacy of that. I mean, we had, you know, I I, I feel our endurance racing was really unparalleled. We had the Le Mans style start at at Pocono North. For that three hour, we did three hour races at uh, at Watkins Glen, and um, you know the the night race was November in West Virginia, snow, hail, rain, darkness. You know the first time I went out and did it, my brother and I were like, "All right, we need you know we need some lights." And this was before the time of you know these crazy LEDs that you can get for twenty two dollars that light up the world. So we had like eight Hellas on the front of a 2002 and alternator couldn't keep up with it. So we had to like pick and choose which lights we could keep on the whole race. And we pointed them all straight forward. And, and I'm driving. I'm like, Larry, you know, I can't see where I'm supposed to turn. I can only see what the hell is behind me. And so, so I pull in the pits and he's like on each corner of the car, just pulling the lights to the side and, you know, I mean, these these were, were great memories. And, um, you know, it's just another one of those reasons that I, I like to be around this club and, and the people in this club because that pit lane in the darkness at Summit Point gets really dark. 
<laughs> there's no lights there at all. You know, and that and that pit lane was action for the whole four hours. Somebody hit something. There was a windshield wiper flew off. You know, there was tire changes and fuel stops, and it was just uh, it was just an awesome experience. Oh God, that's terrible. <laughs> I thought I had something for you. I thought I had something for you. We're hoping I'm to used to. I'm used to. I just, too. I just roll, man. I'm just like when I'm in the mood, I, I just go. <laughs> I know what you said was so awesome, and I'm like in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh man, that's gonna be good. I'm just gonna say like, totally, thank you so much, and and, and then it just all fell to shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's going in the outtakes part, by the way. It's nice, nice. Yeah. Thank you guys, really. That, this was awesome, and and I really appreciate it. Yeah, lots of fun. Hopefully we could do this again and, and hopefully see you guys out at the track. If you like what you've heard and want to learn more about GTM, be sure to check us out on www.gtmotorsports.org. You can also find us on Instagram at Grand Touring Motorsports. Also, if you want to get involved or have suggestions for future shows, you can call or text us at 202 630 1770 or send us an email at crew chief at gtmotorsports.org. We'd love to hear from you. Hey everybody, crew chief Eric here. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Break Fix and we wanted to remind you that GTM remains a no annual fees organization and our goal is to continue to bring you quality episodes like this one at no charge. As a loyal listener, please consider subscribing to our Patreon for bonus and behind-the-scenes content, extra goodies, and GTM swag. For as little as $2.50 a month, you can keep our developers, writers, editors, casters, and other volunteers fed on their strict diet of Fig Newtons, Gummy Bears, and Monster. Consider signing up for Patreon today at www.patreon.com forward slash gtmotorsports. And remember... Without fans, supporters, and members like you, none of this would be possible.